Hey y'all, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving your kingdom walk, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasts and platforms, please be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 8 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I get deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for allowing me to get on your platform another week. I want to thank you for allowing each one of my listeners and viewers to tune into this podcast and get the amazing word that you have. I pray, Lord, that through this episode, people learn that they can be protected by you. People learn to rely on your protection and to allow you to protect them. I pray, Lord, that through this episode, they learn the importance of your protection and they learn to allow you to protect them. I pray, Lord, that through this episode that I remember everything that you've given me and I also hear you as I go through this episode, give me any additional nuggets. I pray that when people listen to this episode, they listen with your ears, they listen with your mind, and they listen with your understanding and heart. I pray, Lord, through this episode for more of you and way less of me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so now that I welcome my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So this portion of the episode is used to big up any amazing things that God has done for you within the week or the month or whenever, or if you need prayer in any areas to let us read your prayer request and we will pray for you. So if you have any one of those, if you have highs or if you have lows, be sure to submit those to us. We are always taking requests in. You can do so a number of different ways. So first is directly to our messaging system over on our social media platforms, or you can submit to our email address, obediencepodcast at gmail.com. Or lastly, you can check the show notes out where there is a Google form submission link where you can write it on there. We are always checking all of those around the clock. So please do not hesitate to reach out. We love to hear great things that God is doing in your life. And we are so ready to pray for you in any areas that you have. This is a family and we are here for you. So with that being said, I want to get into my viewer high and low submission because I did get one this week and I am so excited. So this is from a very, very loyal listener. You guys have heard me talk about her before. She has been so supportive. She has pushed me beyond what I could even think that I can do. She has pushed my faith. She has pushed my confidence and I so so appreciate her, but she already knew that. And if you listen all the time, you already knew that too. So she did submit a high and low. So let me read the high first. So her high says, my highs have been high. The pregnancy is going great. I literally have eight more weeks and she's head down. 
Thank God. I know that there's a big deal, so praise God. I feel really good, especially for it to be so close to the end. The family dynamics are changing and improving for the better, and it's such a relief. I know this time next year it'll be even more fluid. Thank God. Another high is I have for at least a year felt led to stop or just pause on teaching. But because my degree is in teaching, I've been teaching for a while. I didn't quit. Mm. God honestly told me not to sign my contract for this school year, but I did it anyway out of fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of the change, fear because for at least a year, I didn't know what I would do as a new career or if I would have to go back to school or not. That's scary. And for the last three months, I've been in prayer trying to figure out what to do. And I took a leap of faith. I declined the signing of my contract for the fall and the new career path God has been leading me to has been on my heart. I'm going to stay home a bit with the baby, that's great news, and get a few certifications while I'm home with her and start applying in the field in the fall slash early winter. I feel relieved but a little nervous because it's such a big change and I can't really see how things will play out fully, but I was being obedient finally and it does feel good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. As the host of Obedience Podcast, you know that this high made me very excited that you are being obedient. I like to call when people are obedient, I like to call that their Peter moment, okay? We all know that Peter took a leap of faith when he stepped outside of that boat and decided to start walking towards Jesus. And if you guys don't know the story behind this podcast, after I decided that I was going to start it, like God told me, the logo of the podcast is literally a, a image of a woman stepping off the boat, which is a reflection of the Peter moment of stepping off the boat. Whenever somebody moves in obedience, I always say, okay, step off the boat. Great job. God is smiling down right now. He has such amazing plans for you. Change is always scary, especially when that changes from obedience. Because when God tells you to do something, a lot of the times it will not make sense. Like like in your case, you're like, okay, God, I've been teaching all these years. My degree is in this field. What do you mean? Stop teaching. That doesn't make sense. But many, many times what God is leading you to do, it does not make sense. And that just tells you that he's about to do something amazing in your life, something amazing in your husband's life, something amazing in your children's lives. And I cannot wait to see what God does. I do not know what the career is, but I know that you are going to excel in it because you know who's leading it. God is leading it. You are doing the most important thing, which is the why portion of the show's mission, which is why yield. Continue to yield to Holy Spirit. Continue to listen to him. Continue to trust in him. And like I told you in my message back, all you have to do is sit back and watch God do his thing. So I am beyond excited for you. So happy that you're walking in obedience. And I will be here for you every step of the way. Saying yes to an obedience move is literally the hardest part. But it really should be the easiest part. Like I said in the previous episode. Because it's literally everything else is going to be done by the work of God. Like we don't have to worry about anything else. But a lot of the times we make starting the hardest part. When starting should really be the easiest part. So praise God that you started. He is happy. He is ready to get to work. And I cannot wait to see what he's going to do in your life. But like I said, during the process, you are going to have times where you're like, well, God, you told me to do this. It's not looking like it's supposed to look. What's going on? I will be here for you. I will be praying for you. 
I have started a prayer list in my office, and I want to be praying over everybody who sends me prayer requests consistently, and you are about to get added to the list, okay? I will bring prayer with you, and I am asking for all of the listeners to be in prayer with Michelle as well. Whisper soft with a prayer right now, and as you randomly think of it throughout your day, continue to pray for her because she will need all the strength. So happy that your baby girl is doing great. And I am so happy that she is turning, okay? I pray for a safe and quick delivery, okay? And in Jesus' name, it's going to happen. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into her low because she did submit a low, so let's get into that. So her low for this week says, I really want some temporary work for the summer and the fall. It's been hard to find temporary and remote work. Another high is we found a private pre-K for Joseph to start in August. Yay! That's her son, if you guys don't know. But alone is it's private. So it costs more. I want to do something that brings in some extra income because we will need it. But I know I have to trust God in that too. But it feels like a low because it's been hard trying to find work from home, temporary work. Okay, y'all. Let's get into this thing. Let's get into this low. So first of all, I understand the want so to work, especially with the private schools, I know private schools are not cheap, okay? But let me tell you something about obedience, and I know you're walking in it because we just talked about it. Sometimes we'll want to do something and it's not working out for us, and it's because God is blocking it. Maybe you can't find a great work from home position just because God doesn't want you to do that. That'll be partial obedience. You know, I, I told you to stop working for a minute. I want you to stop working for a minute. You know, God probably didn't tell you to specifically stop working. He probably did say stop teaching, but I'm just using this as an example. Sometimes when we move in obedience, we still hold on to wanting to move on our own. I've seen it time and time, and I've I've done it myself. You know, we'll, we'll move in obedience, but then we have like a twinge of, okay, but this is what I want to do. This is what I plan to do still in us. And we just have to remember God will work everything out. God will make sure all of those tuition payments every single month are paid. He'll make sure it's paid. And it'll come unexpectedly, but it'll be right on time. So just be encouraged in that and be encouraged to trust in him. When he wants you to get a work from home job or if he wants you to get a work from home job, you'll get it. Don't move outside of his will. Just continue to lean into him and continue to listen to him so you know what to do. And congratulations to Joseph. I hope that he has an amazing time. And I know that you stay in Atlanta, so I know it can be really hard to find good school zones there or even find places that are accepting kids. So I know that that's a big deal. So glory to God on that. But, y'all, that is all of her high and low submissions. Y'all definitely keep hearing her prayers for everything that we talked about. Definitely be encouraged, Michelle. And like I said, I am here for you in prayer all along the way. Thank you so much for your submission. So with that being said, let me go ahead and switch into my high and low moments for this week. So if y'all have been listening to the previous episodes and y'all already know what this high is about to be, I just feel like for the next couple of weeks, my highs are just going to be filled with updates from the baby. And that's what y'all are about to get today. Okay. So the high for today is little baby Michael. He is steady, steady, steady growing. I actually got a message this morning to be exact with a new updated weight. So let me pull that up because I was about to give y'all an old weight. Okay. But his new weight is officially one pound and 14 ounces. Okay. He is definitely growing and he is 
ready to get up out of there, okay? He is excelling. His test came back all normal. Um, I think I told y'all last week that he had a, a brain ultrasound and a stomach ultrasound. Both of those came back a-okay. And the biggest update for this week is he's going to start continuous feeding. So that means that he's going to get more food in him. So that means that he's going to continue to grow and he's going to get more food and less fluids because he's been getting more fluids just to, you know, get him healthy. So he's going to be getting off of the fluids and get more food into him. And then also today he is scheduled to get his pick line out. I had to pick her up from the hospital last night when she went to see him and she told me that they had already um, like started the process and they will finish like going ahead and taking it completely off of him today. So that is all great news. This episode is coming out after Resurrection Sunday, but I wanted to show y'all this picture of him from Resurrection Sunday with his little Easter bunny ears on. His grandma made him an Easter basket for his first Easter, and it was just so cute. I cannot pick which one to print out to frame, okay? Because it's going up. But praise to Jesus. Praise to God that he is doing so, so well and continuing to thrive. So, y'all, continue praying. I know y'all are out there praying for him. Remember, his name is Michael. And y'all just continue to pray for him. And be ready for some updates next week because I know God is going to do amazing things in his life. Okay, y'all. My love of this week is going to be just I need prayers in the area of creative arts, I guess. I don't know what to say. I don't think it's arts, but basically, seek Bible study Esther is coming to an end. It was a seven-week Bible study. Right now, we are on week six, so we are creeping very closely to the end, and so the new Bible study is going to have to come out very, very soon. And with that, God has already given me the next book that we are going to study, but it's the turnaround is not going to be quick. And I don't want it to be quick. I want to take my time on it, just like I took my time on Esther. Um, This one's going to be quite a bit more chapters than Esther, so I really want to take my time on it. I want to change some things up. You know, since I've gone through this study, I know some things that I can change around, so I really want to take my time on it, but of course, with that being said, I am a perfectionist, and sometimes when it gets to, like, things like that, I kind of want it done now, and I want it done right, and I don't give my chance. I don't give myself room for error, so that's what I'm asking for praying, just prayer that I continue to just listen to Holy Spirit on it, and I give myself grace as I take my time on it. Because I keep telling myself, okay, you have so much momentum. People are loving it. Go ahead and release the next one. But I, w- I don't want to throw so much out. And I also don't want to move ahead of Holy Spirit, okay? I want to take my time on creating an amazing Bible study just like I did Esther. I got so many major compliments on how good Esther was. And it was because I took my time and I allowed Holy Spirit to do his thing. So I want to do the same thing with this. But y'all know. That flesh just in us, our human mind, it always is running. Well, mine is. Mine is always running. I'm a creative, and I love Bible study, so it's always running on, okay, I can do this, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. It's like, okay, girl. So I I think I want to get a project manager. I'm going to assign one of my team members to be a project manager, okay, because I think I need some management on my side of things. I should know how to do it, you know, since I work in the area, but, you know, his grace is sufficient. I don't know how to do it. But with that being said, that is the breath that I want you all to provide for me. All right. And with that being said, that is both of my high and low moments for today. So we're going to go ahead and transition into the biblical portion of the episode. 
Welcome to part six of our ascent journey, where we are ascending to pursuing a closer dwelling with God through studying the Psalms of Ascent. If you missed the introduction episode titled, Sis, Are We There Yet? I talk about the journey to this episode and how each one of those Psalms are going to help us dwell closer to God. So if you did miss that, I do encourage you to go check the episode out. It is going to be in the show notes below. During this study, we already studied many of the Psalms of Ascent already. So in the first episode, we studied Psalm 126, where we ascended in finding restoration in God. The second episode, we studied Psalm 130, where we ascended in finding redemption in God. In third episode, Psalm 125, we ascended in trusting God. And then the fourth episode, if I'm not mistaken, one, two, three, yes, the fourth episode, we studied Psalm 127, where we ascended in building with God. And then the fifth episode, the last one before this one, we studied Psalm 123, where we ascended in finding favor in God. All of those episodes have been absolutely amazing, so I highly do encourage you to go and check those out. They will all be in the show notes below for you to click on to listen to one at a time, okay? If you haven't listened to those, you can stay here. Don't fret. You can go back and listen to those later. But in today's episode, we will be studying Psalms 121, 124, and 129, which all three of these Psalms have the same reoccurring theme, which is God being a protector. So in today's episode, we'll be ascending and knowing God will protect you. I'm so excited. So in this study, we are going to study each one of the Psalms separately and talk about the different ways that God does protect us. And I'm going to use examples from right out of the Bible where we see God's protection all the way through. And I'm picking back up right where we stopped last week where we talked about the 10 plagues of Egypt and how the Israelites were finally freed from Egypt. We're actually going to be picking up right there in these Psalms because I'm going to give you examples of how God protected the Israelite people while they were out in the wilderness and beyond. So I'm so excited. God worked us out so so great. I didn't even know prior that they were going to go this well with each other, but I am so very excited to get into this thing. So we are going to start with Psalm 121 first. So let me read that Psalm in its entirety first. And Psalm 121 in the CSB translation is titled, The Lord, Our Protector. So if you guys are following along in your Bible, as I read this Psalm, I want you guys to circle every single time you see the word protect or protector. And if you're Just listening, just count how many times you hear me say those two words. All right, so let's get into it. I lift my eyes towards the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. The Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and going both now and forever. Amazing, amazing psalm. Now, if you followed instructions and you circle accounted, you should have a total of six times. Six times. The author was really trying to get over to his audience that God was a protector. He used the word so many times so you could really get the picture of God being a protector. And I also believe that the author of this psalm used the word protector and protect over and over and over again. So you would realize that God would protect you 
over and over and over again. He's not just a one and done protecting God. He is, I'm going to protect you evermore, God. When I read verses five and six of this psalm that reads, the Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. I automatically thought back to that time right after the 10 plagues and Pharaoh saying, you know, leave, leave. It's time to go. And all the Israelites walking out of Egypt, scripture tells us in battle formation. I thought back to that time in the Bible. This is as they were walking out of Egypt and they were in the wilderness and they actually remained in the wilderness for many years. If you don't know, scripture tells us that they remain in the wilderness for 40 years to be exact. Now, just because the people were in the wilderness does not mean that they weren't protected while they were out in the wilderness. They had shelter while they were out there, and they also had God's protection. And the protection of God came through a cloud and also a pillar of fire. And that's what verse 6 in Psalm 121 reminded me of. Verse 6 says, the sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. Now, if you're a little confused, let me break that down for you. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Exodus chapter 13, verses 20 through 22. So like I mentioned, the people were in the wilderness at this time. And God had them in the wilderness for a reason. Verse 17 of Exodus 13 tells us the people will change their minds and return to Egypt if they faced war. So God led them to the wilderness, and he needed them to be in the wilderness for a little while. Now, that's a whole word in itself that deserves its own episode, but we're going to stick to what we're focusing on today, God being a protector, okay? (laughs) So verse 21 of Exodus 13 tells us, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to lead them on their way during the day and in a pillar of fire to give them light at night so that they could travel day or night. Now, that pillar of clouds and that pillar of fire, it gave the Israelites three different things that are so important. So first, it gave them guidance. Verse 21 of Exodus 13 says, to lead them on their way. They needed the guidance. The second thing it gave them was protection. The pillar of clouds and the pillar of fire, they stayed above the people of the Israelites as they were walking. It was high above them so that pillar could see things in front of that the Israelites couldn't see, and it could also see things in the back of them that the Israelites could not see. So if it saw something crazy up ahead, it could turn the Israelites in a different direction. Literal protection, okay? And then the third and final thing that it gave the Israelites was shelter. Now, when I say shelter, this is what I mean. The wilderness that the Israelites were in was a dry desert region. So what this means is in the daytime, When the sun was out, it was hot and there was no protection. There weren't any trees around. Have y'all ever seen trees in deserts? The most you see in a desert is a cactus and that thing can hurt you. Not really protect you from the sun. So it was hot. And then when the sun fell and it was nightfall, it got really cold. If you don't know, that's what deserts tend to do. They tend to be very hot in the daytime and very cold at nighttime. And this is what was going on with the Israelites. But the Lord knew that all of this was going to happen in in the wilderness with the people. So he already had this covered via the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. So what I mean by that is in the daytime, 
as the people were in the smoldering heat, they had a cloud of protection or a cloud of shelter over them. So they were never directly affected by the smoldering heat. They had shade. They had literal shade covering them. So they're never directly affected by the heat. And then at night, they had a pillar of fire up above them. So they were never directly affected by the piercing cold. And this is why when I read Psalm 121 verse 6, I thought about the pillar of clouds and the pillar of fire and how God protected the people through the wilderness. Let's read verse 6 again. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. The sun didn't strike the Israelites by day and the moon did not strike the Israelites by night. So just like the Israelite people, there will be times where God will send you directly through the wilderness. And it's for a reason. He has you there for a reason. It's not just to see you suffer. He has you there for a reason. And the wilderness is going to be totally different than what you were used to. The Israelites, they were used to a, a life of luxury. And I say that with quotes because they were still slaves, but they had shelter. They had food. They had resources if they needed it. Yeah, they had to be slaves, but they had all these nice things that they thought. But when they got into the wilderness, something that they had been praying for over and over and over again, it started to look rough. It was not what they were used to. Okay, they were hot. They were tired. They were cold. They were hungry. And they were very, very far away from what they were used to. But they prayed to get out of that situation. So at times... You'll be going through the wilderness and things will look crazy and it won't be easy. But God is protecting you throughout that wilderness season completely. You won't be directly affected by that smoldering heat or you won't be directly affected by that piercing cold. Neither of those things will hurt you because God will be right there to shelter you with either a pillar of cloud, if you need that shade, or a pillar of fire. If you need that heat, if you need that warmth from him, he's there in any capacity that you need him. He's there. So when you have trouble in times like this, like the Israelites are going through, if you happen to be in a wilderness season right now and you find yourself asking the same question that we find in Psalm 121 verse one that says, where will my help come from? Rest assured that your help will come from the Lord. That's the next verse in Psalm 121 says. And I want you to be reminded, too, that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you, okay? If we go to Exodus chapter 13, verse 22, this is the end of the chapter where it talks about the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. This last verse says, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night never left its place in front of the people. Just like the pillar of clouds and the pillar of fire never left the Israelite people, God will never leave you through your wilderness season. He's going to be there for you every single step of the way. You can rest assured in that and know that he will protect you. So as the title of this psalm says, the Lord is our protector. All right, so let's go ahead and switch over to the next psalm, which is Psalm 124. And in the CSB translation, it's titled, The Lord is on our side. Now, we already know if the Lord is going to protect us, he's definitely going to be on our side. Okay, so y'all see how well these pair up together? So let me read the entire psalm in full. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say. If the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, then they would have swallowed us alive. 
in their burning anger against us. Then the water would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging water would have swept over us. Blessed be the Lord who has not let us be ripped apart by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's net. The net is torn and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now, the portion of this psalm that I want to focus on is verses four through five that read, Then the water will have engulfed us. The torrent will have swept over us. The raging water will have swept over us. Now, when I read that portion of the psalm, I automatically thought back to when God protected the people from the Egyptians by making the Red Sea part. So this protection comes right after the previous protection that we just talked about. So the pillar of clouds and the pillar of fire, they're leading the people out of Egypt and it leads them to the Red Sea. Now, back in Egypt, what's happening is Pharaoh sees all the people leaving and he's like, what have I done? So he orders all of his people to go to and get the Israelites and bring them back. Exodus 14 and 5 says, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about the people and said, we have, what have we done? We have released Israel from serving us. So he grabbed his best troops and he took all the chariots and he pursued the Israelites after he just told them that they could leave. And so going back to the Israelites, the pillar of clouds and the pillar of fire has led them to the shore of the Red Sea. And the people, they look back and they see the Egyptians coming for them. So when the Israelites look back and they see this, they are terrified and they cried out to the correct person. Let me add. And they cried out to the Lord to provide help for them. Now, a very important part of the story that I also want to add and don't want to leave out is the part in verse 12 of Exodus 14 that says, isn't this what we told you in Egypt? Leave us alone so that we may serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Now, I wanted to point this out because it's a true reflection of unsure faith and a reflection of what can happen in those moments while you're in the wilderness. The Israelites, like I mentioned in the previous psalm, they had prayed to God to get them out of this situation. The Israelites had been slaves in Egypt for over 430, well, for 430 years, as scripture tells us. And they had been praying that entire time to be freed from the Egyptians. And God heard them and God released them. But in a moment of fear, they looked back on what they prayed to get out of and thought that that situation was a little bit better than what they were in. When God is protecting you, one, you cannot tell him how to protect you. And two, it won't always look like what you expected it to be. You have to know that when you ask God for his protection, you cannot determine how that protection is going to look. And then also the thought of going back to what you prayed to get away from is just a trick from the enemy trying to get you back in the position that you were before. Because if he can get you back a little bit further, then it's going to take you longer to accomplish the main goal that God has for you to accomplish, right? So that's his trick. That's like a major trick that he uses. Now, I can relate to this, and that's why I said that. Because 
I have been in this position before. I have prayed and asked God to get me out of a situation. And then when I was out of the situation and it started to get tough, I looked back and thought, oh, that situation wasn't as bad. I should just go back there. And I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to share that moment now. So many years back, I was in an abusive relationship and I got out of it. Thank God I got out of it. And many years later, after I had gotten out of it, it had been many years since I had been single. And so the loneliness of singleness started to creep in, okay? We all have been there. And so I started getting these flashbacks of good times that would happen between me and my abuser. I was getting so many good flashbacks, I couldn't even think back to the horrible moments. All I could think back was to positive moments. And then I started to say to myself, like, you know, our relationship wasn't really that bad. Like, maybe I should reach out because, you know, it could have worked. There were a lot of good moments. Whole while I wasn't thinking of any of the bad moments because I literally could not remember them. All I could remember was the good moments. But then God gave me an out. Thank God for it. I happened to be on my phone and I realized that I had the entire text thread from him. So I just started scrolling, scrolling and reading. And when I started scrolling and reading, it hit me immediately. All the abusive moments, what I had really gotten out of and what God had really saved me from. And as I started reading and being reminded of all of that, I quickly began to thank God for getting me out of that moment. But also I started to repent for thinking back to that moment and saying it was better than the moment that I was in now. God also provided an out for the Israelites as well as they were at the Red Sea and the Egyptians were coming down at them, and there was nowhere to go. They couldn't go left. They couldn't go right. The only way to get away from the Egyptians would be going to the other side of the sea. But that would take forever, right? They're right behind them. But God gave them out. In Exodus 14, verses 13 through 14, Moses says, Don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the Lord's salvation that he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you will never see. The Lord will fight for you, and you must be quiet. The Lord will fight for you, and you must be quiet. Then after Moses said this to the Israelites, the Lord told Moses to stretch up his staff, to lift it up, and stretch out his hands. And when he did that, the Red Sea began to part. So the water went separate ways, and it led a straight, dry path for the Israelites to cross the Red Sea to get to the other side where the safety was. So the Israelites, they start going one by one. one well, probably not one by one. They probably were like just going herd by herd of people on this dry ground. And they're crossing and they're crossing and they're crossing. The Lord is working for them. And the Egyptians, I, I'm pretty sure they saw this. So you know what they start doing? They start heading to the water too because they're like, oh, it's open. We good. So they start getting to the Red Sea. But the minute that every single one of the Egyptians crossed to the other side of the Red Sea, the Lord stopped the waters from parting. The waters just engulfed every single Egyptian that was in the Red Sea. And at that time, all of them had entered the sea. So every single one of them were engulfed by water. And every single one of them died. Meanwhile, the Israelites, they were across on the other side safely due to God's protection, and also due to God being on their side. God will help you. God will be on your side through your situation. 
He will give you an out. He got me out of my situation before I even knew him as well as I know him now. And he kept me from getting back in that situation even after I knew him as well as I know him now. He's forever on our side. If life starts to hit you, think back to this psalm, Psalm 124, and think back to the stories of the Israelites crossing that Red Sea and how God was on their side. Life looked crazy. When they looked up that hill and they saw the Egyptians coming down, life looked crazy. They didn't know how they were going to go, but God made a way. And just like he made a way for the Israelites, he will make a way for you through your situation. God is going to part whatever sea in your life that needs to be parted. And when he does... Don't look back. Don't think that wherever you came from is better because it's not. Because like I stated, it's just a trick of the enemy to get you back to where he had you so he can delay you. And I want you to know that God will protect you and he is on your side. Now let's switch on over to the last Psalm, Psalm 129, which in the CSB translation is titled Protection of the Oppressed. Mm. All right, so let me read the psalm in its entirety. Since my youth, they have often attacked me. Let Israel say, since my youth, they have often attacked me, but they have not prevailed against me. Plowmen plowed over my back. They made their furies long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut the ropes of the wicked. Let all who hate Zion be driven back in disgrace. Let them be like grass on the rooftops, which withers before it grows up and can't even feel the hands of the reaper or the arms of the one who binds sheaves. Then none who pass by will say, may the Lord's blessing be on you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. All right, y'all. Now, the portion of the psalm that I want to focus on reminds me of an instance that not only protected the Israelite people, but also currently protects you and I today. And that just puts such a big smile on our face to know that God thought about us many, 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 many years later. (laughs) And we're still protected to this day. That makes me smile so much. But the portion of the psalm that I'm talking about is verses three through four. That read, plowmen plow over my back. They made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut the ropes of the wicked. Now, I already mentioned in this episode that this is being recorded right after Resurrection Sunday. So we've just left out of the season of learning that everything that happened between Palm Sunday up until Jesus resurrecting and making himself known to the disciples and then going back up to heaven. We've just exited that season. So you guys should have been reminded by a lot of people over these past couple weeks or two, three weeks of everything that Jesus has done on the cross. So this is just like extra, extra good. It fits so perfectly into everything. Like everything works when God is in it. Like, let me tell y'all, I did not plan this out. Okay. As I was studying, I was like, oh my gosh, God, you are working things together. Okay, but let's get back to the, to, to the scripture, okay? The verse that really made me think to Resurrection Sunday was verse 3, where it said, Plowmen plowed over my back. They made the furrows long. Now, this scripture foreshadows to the work that Jesus did on the cross many years later. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 20, verses 16 through 20. So we can see exactly what happened to Jesus 
before he actually made the ultimate sacrifice and got up on that cross. So what has happened before this time period is Judas has already betrayed Jesus, turned him over to the, to the people who couldn't stand him, and Jesus is in the custody of Roman soldiers. He went to trial with Pilate. Pilate obliged to all the people, and he handed Jesus over to be crucified. Now, at this portion of the story, Jesus has not been crucified. He's just in preparation to head there. So the Roman soldiers, they take him and they strip him of all his clothes and they dress him in a scarlet robe. And then they twisted a crown made of thorns and they placed it on his head. And I'm pretty sure they didn't place it easy. I'm pretty sure they were like, you know, made sure it pierced his skull. And then they begin to mock him. They begin to spit on him and they begin to hit him with a stick on his head. Now, I want to point out that this stick that they used to hit Jesus, it wasn't, it wasn't just some regular stick. It wasn't a switch that some of y'all used to get hit with by your parents. It wasn't that. This stick was called a scrooge. And let me make sure I'm saying that right. Because y'all know your girl is country. Let's let Siri say it. Scourges. Scourges. That's how she said it. Okay. This stick was called a scourges. And for my people who are watching the video portion, I have it up on the screen. And for everyone who is listening, I will have it in the show notes where you can take a look at it. But these scourges, they will be made of spherical weights, which were at times spiked. So this means that every single time that Jesus was hit with this, his skin was pierced in two and maybe at times torn apart from his body as well. So this just wasn't some regular hit with a stick. This was causing him to be bloodied. This was causing him to be severely injured. And all of this is happening before he even got on the cross. Mm. And we have to remember that Jesus did this all voluntarily. Like he's having to go through all this before he, he, he makes the ultimate sacrifice. Like I already got to die. Like I already got to save all your sins. I got to be abused too. But he's choosing to continue to go through this. And you know why he's choosing to go through it? Because he knows that it's going to save each and every single one of us. Yes, you who's listening to this podcast episode right now, it was it's saving you too. Jesus' work on the cross was not only for the Israelites. It was for every single soul who would accept him. And that's the ultimate protection. When we accept Jesus into our lives, we are saved. We are made new. We are reborn. And that is the ultimate protection. And it ends out this protection episode so well because it, it speaks of the ultimate protection that was provided by Jesus Christ. And we're right out of the resurrection season where we just learned about it. God knew way back when that we were, we were going to be a felon nation. He knew. He knew his people would always have to do sacrificial lambs and, and consecrations. He knew that. He knew that, and he said, I, I, I need to save my people. I need to come down so I can save my people, and he, ju he did just that. And each and every single one of us have the opportunity to be saved, to become reborn, and I am so thankful for that, and you should be thankful for that too. Every single time you mess up, he's still waiting there like, okay, I know you aren't perfect. He's waiting to forgive you. He's waiting to give you a second chance. That's the ultimate protection, if you ask me. And I thank Jesus 
for that protection that he has given us. I am not perfect. I may be sitting on this platform trying to teach you the word of God, get you to turn to him. I may be doing it, but I'm not perfect. So I am so excited for the grace and mercy that Jesus Christ provided us by being on that cross that Friday evening. I thank him for that. And you should thank him too. So I feel like this is the best opportunity right now. I'm out of sequence of my normal episodes, but we're talking about the saving redemption that Jesus provided us. So I think it's the perfect time to offer anybody who's never received Jesus as their savior or anybody who's, you know, been a little distance to make their way back to him. It's the perfect time for you guys to do that. If you want to rededicate your life to Christ or become a brand new believer right now, it's the best opportunity for you to do so. It's not too late. His saving grace is forevermore. It's not too late. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I made the decision to make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name. Amen. And just that simple, you are now a part of the kingdom of Christ. And we are so excited to have you a part of the family. Congratulations. If you did repeat that prayer after me, I want y'all to, one, connect with the Bible teaching church. Pastors are going to be so essential to your kingdom walk. So definitely connect with the Bible teaching church. And then two, keep listening to Obedience Podcast. You've already made the first step by listening to this episode. Go back and catch up on any episodes that you've missed and continue to listen to new episodes that come out every single Tuesday, okay? And then lastly, this is not a requirement, but I really think you should, is to purchase our Reborn Workbook. And that workbook is going to give you the, the handbook to everything that you need to do when you become reborn, which you've just become. So definitely check that book out. It's going to be great tips, great questions, great scriptures. So definitely go and check that out. Now, I typically end my episodes with benediction and I skipped over that. So I do want to pray over you guys that you realize that God is protecting you in times that you don't feel his protection and you learn to trust his protection more and more. So I do want to pray a little prayer over all of us right now. So, Father God, I want to thank you for this word. I thank you for every heart that it has reached. I pray, Lord, that every single soul that you wanted to listen to this episode, I pray that they realize that it's you speaking to them right now. I pray that they feel that warmth that you provide or they feel the chills that you provide. But I pray in their heart is pierced and they know that you need them to change. You need them to realize that you are a protecting God. You are on their, their side. You will never leave them and they will not be oppressed anymore. We thank you for the work that you did on the cross. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the opportunity to become reborn. You gave us the ultimate protection, and you continue to protect us throughout this world, and we just thank you so much for it, Lord. I pray that when times get tough and people are going through this world and it does not look like your protection is around, that they realize that your protection is right above them, shading them through a cloud or providing them fire through a pillar of fire. We trust in you, Lord, and we thank you for everything that you've done and will continue to do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
All right, y'all. And with that being said, that's all that I have for you guys today. But y'all know that I have two questions that I have to ask every single episode. Did you learn anything new? And also, what was your key takeaway? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment in the comment section down below. And if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can you can comment in the Q&A section portion of the app. I love to hear from you guys. So please do not hesitate to let us know what your key takeaway were. And also, if you learn anything new, the goal of this podcast is to be a virtual life group so we want to hear from you guys so definitely comment 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 we will definitely reply all right and while i'm talking about youtube i want to give a special shout out to everybody who's on my youtube premiere right now i see you we see each other thank you so much for taking time out of your night and spending time with me if you do want to be a part of the premiere family i do premiere the episodes on my youtube channel at 7 p.m central standard time every single tuesday so definitely check that out you can check the link out in the show notes to my YouTube, subscribe to there, and then hit that bell notification. And every single time I premiere anything or I go live, you will get a notification from YouTube. I do a lot on my YouTube channel, so definitely do not hesitate to go over there. You are missing out on a lot of content if you are just a listener, okay? Just want to give you that little nugget. Definitely go and check them out. Check out my YouTube channel. And then after that, I do have to give a very special shout out to all of my Patreon members. Thank you, thank you, thank you for going over and above and supporting the ministry. Y'all are getting content this month, consistent content, okay? I have it all planned. I am so excited for you all. If you don't know, I do have a Patreon and I have four different tiers and there is exclusive content behind the scenes. There are bonus episodes. There's a lot going on over there. So definitely check out my Patreon link that's in the show notes below. And I have four different tiers, like I mentioned, so you can decide which tier works best for you. But all of those proceeds go directly to the ministry to help this thing continue to grow. So thank y'all again. I so, so appreciate it. Now, regardless of wherever you're watching or listening, I want you all to share this episode with five of your friends, okay? We got to get the word out about God being a protecting God, so definitely do not hesitate to share this with five of your friends. And then for all of my audio listeners, I want to recognize y'all too, so what I want y'all to do is go on my last Instagram post. If you follow me on Instagram and put a boat in the last picture that you see, and I will give you a very special shout out because I love all my listeners as well. I love everyone who listens to the podcast. Y'all are helping me live out my purpose, and that means so much to me. So that is all that I have for you guys today. But before I get out of here, I do want to give you guys your homework, okay? So let me grab my handy dandy notebook <laughs> so I can let y'all know. So next week, we will be studying Psalm 131. So be prepared. Go and read up on your word so you can come back here Tuesday and be prepared for the word that God is going to give you. Okay, Psalm 131 is your homework. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient. And I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. Ciao!